This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now in our fifth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and you're tuned in to the flagship show, available, well, most weeks on video and audio. So, for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, make your Monday... A Blue Monday, and I'm going to apologise immediately because David Diamond and I recorded the best podcast anywhere made in the universe in the history of podcasting, and I lost it, and then I was going back to work the next day, and we tried again, and it didn't work. So, the most patient man in the world, welcome back, the great David Diamond. What's going on, Dave? Thanks, mate. No, I felt for you, Ben, Sunday night. You look, what's the word? I'm not crestfallen, I think. Pissed was off the, is the word. Yeah, okay, all right, pissed off you were. You were pretty You were pretty pissed off with it. Yeah, it was bizarre. First time it ever, 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 ever happened. That never even happened in the pod bunker, did it? Well, the pod bunker had reliable hardware, no Skype or anything. So we have our Good fingers point. crossed today. And we also have um, football manager, expert, and um, knows a lot about every England representative team down to the under nines. In a new webcam, so we can see how messy his office is today. Welcome, Joe Fares. Welcome. You can see my loft hatch that needs to be installed. <laughs> Ready behind. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Anyone know any good loft hatch installers? Um, at, Someone's coming tomorrow. At Joe Fares. Don't fall out of it like Richard Wright famously did. Um, and when we're down and when we're groveling and we need to pull out all the stops for his first appearance... On the podcast this season, please welcome back the renegade stat man. All right, lads. You're looking well. That. Is this what you do every every weekend now? Well, I'm midweek as well, Stat. Do you? Yeah. You need to put some sort of uh, Outlook calendar thing that we could use and update when we're available. <laughs> <laughs> Most people fill that in, Stat, don't they? Yeah. 
dearie me. Before we, go on, before we go on, Joe, have you got a cricket bat growing out of your head? That is a signed Essex cricket bat that yeah, I got I on, my, on my stag do when <laughs> Ravi Bapara scored a lovely hundred. And this is why oh, you yeah. should watch on YouTube to see all the gimmicks and gimmickery. Um, you can see my two fish, Marcus and Stuart, just over my shoulder up there. Wonderful creatures. Um, Dave, someone who maybe will not be described as wonderful is um josh emmanuel and if you remember our first ever podcast you were all hyped up and excited about this new young right back and he assisted a goal for kevin brew um and then a couple of weeks later he got taken to school by <laughs> kazenga right Luha, and he's gone on a free transfer to bolton um is it a bit mean to say where did it all go wrong for emmanuel dave what's, what's your assessment here it was an odd one, really, because he got taken to the cleaners by Kazenga Lawalua, and really that day was not helped by Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who last time I looked was Arsenal's now regular fullback. So, well, <laughs> was anyway. So that's a bit. How do you work that one out? Um, yeah, I think everyone, you know, again, Joe, I'm sure would 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 you know confirm this. You know, any any kid that comes to our academy, you want to see him be a success. And he had all the attributes, didn't he? Physique. He was. You know, quick, powerful, but he just had that. He would switch off when he just had that. I don't know, just had that that weak spot. He just couldn't. I don't know. Yeah, he just he just switched off, and unfortunately for him, every time he seemed to be playing for our first team, and he switched off, it would cost us certainly a goal or a chance. And I think that even happened in pre-season, didn't it? I think was it. Oh, well, the last thing I saw him do was um. Oh God. Who was the guy who scored for that? Nathan Tyson, who's been around forever. Um, Statman, if he'd had a different manager, maybe a mm. less forgiving manager in the first year of his, years of his career, would that have helped or was he not up to snuff defensively? I, I think at the, at the beginning we all thought that he, he had a chance, but I, I don't think he was destined to make it. Um, and, you know, Kane, Vincent Young all show, you know, showed us in his, you know, last, last week, certainly against Shrewsbury, you know, what, what we need is a right back, and Josh Emmanuel is not that sort of. You know, if he was, if it was 1992 and he was playing in in Division Two, um, I think he might be a reasonable right back. But then I don't, I don't think that at this level he he can perform in the way that you need right backs to to do that. So no, very sad to to, to see him go. He was always a. Uh, very good to stop and, and talk to my children and stuff like that. But no, so I wish him the best of luck, and he's going somewhere obviously where he's clearly already you know built up links so that that's positive for him so joe no just no fee. just quickly no, can joe, i just say no just... fee at all go on no no we um i think we terminated his contract so he could be picked up by bolton i think it suited us at the end of the day he'd become our third choice right back and with other players that could cover there if necessary like luke wolfenden so he wasn't going to play for us and getting him set up somewhere else is in his interest and probably in our interest dave it was just an odd one, wasn't it? Because he went to Rotherham, didn't he? He had a great season. He was there, what, player of the year or young player of the year, played 30-odd games. And you'd like to think a bit like Wolfenden when he comes, you know, when he, well, yeah, he's now showing how well he did, you know, how how good that season last season was for him at Swindon, playing regular playing regular football, competitive regular football. You'd think he'd, he'd have grown from that. But, yeah, maybe, he, you know, obviously Wolfenden's come straight, almost come straight back and got straight into the side. And, yeah, Emmanuel, obviously... The manager before last preferred them. Um, 
bench, didn't he? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Those stats say wish, wish him well. Sure, he'll do well, hopefully. Well done for shoehorning that in, Dave. I, I, I've kind of already forgotten about old um, Jordan Spence. Um, Statman, James Norwood has been voted the PFA League One Fans Player of the Month, beating Alex Yakubiak, Chris Maguire, Marco Morosi, Michael Rose and Ivan Tony. Is he the best player in the league or is he the most popular player in the league um, due to wrestling gifts? Well, you didn't mention Flynn Downs in that list, who I thought has been phenomenal. So I wouldn't say that James Norwood was our, our best player. And that's, that's not to diss him. I kind of want to flippantly say they've only given it to him because it's his birthday. But I think, you know, going back to, get back to your point, you know, to be fair, you know, six appearances, five, five goals. All right, he's missed a penalty, but he's, he's given us something as Ipswich fans, uh, you know, some enjoyment and stuff. And it's absolutely fantastic. But, well, you can't, you can't argue with the electorate. You know, people have voted and, and James Norwood is the one. So we must, we must deliver on that. Joe, we, Norwood can, ne- we, Norwood. Can, we yeah. can never argue with any Democratic vote, Joe, can we? No. Um, your, your view on Norwood, Joe? Um, I don't think he's even been our best striker, let alone <laughs> the division's best player this month. But these are, I don't really like to sort of pay much stock to fans voted things because it's just, we're the biggest club in the league, sort of bar Sunderland and... We, our players are going to get more votes than Peterborough players and their seven men and their dog supporting them who probably don't even have the internet. What is he doing, Dave? That's a very good point because I demand a referendum because surely Madison from Peterborough has been the best player, hasn't he? He's got so five far, assists what, already. From what I've seen and one ridiculous free kick from about 50 yards. So, yeah. you know, I... Um, the the yeah, real one. I, I think, I think week, it's it? the whole... It's not just, as Joel Stack quite rightly said, it's the whole Norwood package that he brings with him that's... Um, very popular is he's going to be a he's just going to be a, a hero for us isn't he yeah. sorry but the thing is you know that, that with all these goal gifts and stuff and how he's you know great great sense of humor and the club are bought into it or whatever yeah um, right. you know getting replies from the rock and stuff like that and i know you you like that fake sort of rolling around and stuff but yeah no, you know, it actually the happens reply, they film it? it and everything yeah wow so i think we had about between the wwe account and the rocks account uh, 23, 25 million people being exposed to Ipswich. Well, he he deserves. In fact, he deserves yeah. to be the the sheriff of Ipswich if there is such a role. When's the real one, Joe? Um, next week is the sort of one that's voted for by the LMA and the who who I don't know who's on the panel for. Oh, that, hang on, was this not the real one? It this was is the PFA fan one, one voted for by the fans. So next week, sponsored we'll... by Bristol Motors. It'd be nice right. to see uh, Paul Lambert and James Norwood double next Ooh, week yeah are we expecting this thing the hulk hogan shirt rip i've got a buttony shirt i could actually rip my shirt yeah. open I'm what not, i'm hoping is that do that he comes up against the opposition goalkeeper smashes his head against the uh the goal post uh in the style of jake the snake roberts and oh, then gets it. a little bag out of the the north stand brings out this big boa constrictor damien. and just puts it on the yeah is that the name of the yeah snake was called yeah. damien yeah and you agree over the head with a step ladder <laughs> well, um, speaking oh, of stepladders I've got good seg here Dave to get above that Shrewsbury defence on Saturday you probably would have needed a stepladder and Dave and I are going to get a large sense of deja vu because we talked about this game for about 30 minutes um, we did didn't we not Talk that anyone stuff. would know but um, because our wonderful listeners haven't heard it yet we're going to go back to Saturday so rewind I know um, spoiler alert we've we've won again you know, it seems to keep happening. We've beaten Spurs under 21s and the EFL lease and trophy. But we just must talk um, a bit 
about the Shrewsbury game because we were looking for more than a one-goal win. Um, we were looking for a convincing performance. I'm not sure if we got a convincing performance, but we got a convincing win. Um, let's just talk through a bit of this. Um, 4-4-2 again, Dave, and um, in front within one minute and 45 seconds. Can you remember the goal? Not really. Um, who scored? Um, Jackson. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. I think we said it was great play initially by um, by Skews. He sort of hunted the ball down, didn't he, in midfield. Got a really good touch. Um, I think it was helped on then by, I think, Rowe sort of like gave a slip to sort of short ball into Norwood. And great running. I thought he ran really well. He ran unselfishly well um, all game, Jackson. Really good. Got a really good run. Um, got a little bit lucky, I think, with the pass. He tried, I think Norwood tries to slip him in, deflects off. One of the units at the back, Beckles, I think. <laughs> Slight deflection. And, um, I mean, confident. And he takes it in his stride and absolutely rattles one in from an angle. It's a great finish. You, you know, it was right, it was right in line with that. You know where I sit. And I thought, well, he's a keeper. Is he sort of like, has that gone under him or through him? But he just was swerved, dip and swerve. Great strike. Really, and a confident strike, you know, from a guy who's got, you know, three or four games in, five games in, he's got goals. So, yeah, great to see. Yeah, And just the start we wanted and the start we didn't get against, you know, Wimbledon two or three weeks earlier. And Joe, we switch off straight after the goal. Big chance for Morrison, the exact guy you'd want it to fall to. Free header, whip for the goal, puts it over the top. And then um, Mr. Kane, Vincent Young, um, has the ball on the right-hand side and we're we're barely 10 minutes played. We're going to be 2-0 up, Joe. Yeah, Fabian Wilness reborn with the stepovers on the A bit faster than Fabian's stepovers, weren't they? Well, there's there's not many things slower than a Wilness. But yeah, no, just just really good feet from where I I sort of had a bad angle of it to, to know whether it was in the box or not. It was clearly a foul, and the referee, in fairness to him, went over and spoke to the linesman, and the linesman said it was in the box. But when you look back at the replay, the foul starts a good sort of foot and a half outside the box, so it probably shouldn't have been a penalty. Norwood steps up and just bangs it under the keeper, sort of hits it so powerfully that the keeper doesn't get down to it. Um, Dave, you, you call those centre-halves units. I saw an article about Sheffield United overlapping centre-backs today. Do you realise the first two were Jack O'Connell and E-thanks, E-thanks, Ethan Ebanks Landell on loan um, there at Sheffield Is that United. right? So, yeah, he's a bit they, of a... They, they reminded me that the NFL season is starting today. <laughs> they did look like the interior... <laughs> they were, they there. were big, weren't they? They and, were um, big. Yeah, we, see, we did seem to persist a lot with that long goal kick to Norwood, but there you go. We'll come yeah. to that in a bit, Dave. Um, Statman. <laughs> thought we would. Um, I thought at 2-0, Shrewsbury were the better side. I thought they moved the ball well. Um, I thought they got forward well. I thought their best player was Sean Wally, who was um, pulling from a central position and causing Kenlock problems. Judge wasn't tracking back. Um, Judge and... Um, who's playing down the right? Rowe gets Rowe, switched yeah. over. And I'm thinking, that there's something in this for... Shrewsbury today yeah we've gone 2-0 up we look very confident but I think they can definitely score and if they get it back to 2-1 well who knows and Wally by name Wally by nature what was what was Mr Wally doing um effectively ends the game on 37 minutes that well it, it was I've heard a few things and I've, I've watched it back and I still can't make my mind up whether Somebody said, oh, that was a, a straight red, and I, it wasn't a straight red, so we rule it out. But then I had some people say it wasn't even a free kick, you know, it wasn't even a booking. Um, but I think, you know, when you're already on a yellow card and you put a tackle in like that, then, you know, you, you, you're putting yourself at risk, and, and he did. And 
Um, but I disagree with you, Ben. I, I don't think in 37 minutes when he went off and they were down to 10 men, I didn't necessarily think the game was over. And I, I, um, there, I always remember a, a phrase that a friend used to say to me, you know, 2-0 is, is the worst lead in football. Um, and I thought, now we're playing 2-0 <laughs> against 10 men who are now going to play 120% each. And I was kind of, you know, I was kind of quite worried. But yeah, um, they were playing well, though, Stuart, weren't they? They were playing well. And you're right. You're exactly right. You know, people were singing around and champions this and all sorts of things. And I'm thinking, we're at home to Shrewsbury um, and they're actually playing really well against us. And, and that, that was what worried me that, you know, some of the players might have been a little bit complacent. And, and fair, play, fair play to Shrewsbury, you know, that they, that they, kept, mm. they kept pushing, you know, and um, nearly had a... a a great well they had a great opportunity to to pull one back just before before half time oh good save by um holy yeah um yeah. joe I, I had a very confused chat with dave at half time which i'll which i'll talk to you about afterwards because i watched loads of football like 78 games last season and normally i can read a game and figure out the narrative and this this game confused me a lot we'll just go into the second half so Shrewsbury down to 10 men Ipswich still stick with this 4-4-2 um Shrewsbury have now gone to a back four so my outnumbered in midfield thing doesn't count anymore and um one of the wing backs um Giles has gone into midfield I thought both the wing backs were quite good actually um and they have a succession of chances um around the sort of hour mark and Josh Laurent has the best one um Lambert makes a double substitution and does not put an extra midfielder in. He just takes off both his wingers and puts two more wingers on. Why did he do that, Joe? I think just to freshen things up a bit, just to add, a, get a bit more pace in the side and a little bit more um, structure to it because Rowe and Judge were swapping so much and Judge was wondering that. I think he just wanted to get sort of out-and-out out wingers on the pitch at that point and that's what he did and that's where the, the goal came from, effectively. Yeah. Speaking of pace, Dave, take me through this third goal. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, it starts with their throw. So they have a throw. Um, I think it's one of the fullbacks. It love fullback. Imagine conceding sort of, a goal from your own throwing. What sort of team would just, do that? Should, eh? Shouldn't happen. Should it? Shouldn't happen. Um, and he had this sort of weird technique, didn't he, where he'd sort of run, sort of run almost crab like sideways, and then sort of twist and throw it in. And Morrison gets quite a good touch, but probably. A, too good a touch because he sort of heads it on almost out of the box um and then it's just sublime and it can um, vincent young gets hold of it uh, the first bit of play is great he sort of touches it left foot past i think dave edwards and goes around him great touch and then it's really unselfish running again great running by edwards who basically shows who shows um vincent young where he wants the ball he then passes it into edwards stride another great pull run run wide by jackson who again pretty much shows edwards where he wants the ball and gets it at a good pace and this is really good. Um, Jackson, really good awareness, basically gets his head up, doesn't take a touch and really just puts the ball in an area, a great area. And I think I said Sunday, if you look at the goal again, right from when Vincent Young picks it up, um, Downs is in the shot for every single pass. So he's almost not following the ball, but following the play. And then as soon as Jackson, as soon as the ball's played to Jackson, he really bursts in. And I think Walkie quite rightly compared it to one of his goals as just a great late run, determination. Probably about no one was 30 be- of his goals, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no one was going to beat him to the ball and absolutely crashed it. You know, we we do well to score a better team goal this season, I think. That was a great goal, great yeah, goal. Yeah, well said. It was a great goal. I totally agree it was a great goal. And we just Ooh. must make it clear, a very much a, a counter-attack goal, oh, it wasn't was. it? Yeah. Um, predicated on us 
not having the ball at the start of the move. Which, it, yeah, it did. Um, wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have happened otherwise. So we we come in three nil. Great stuff. Top of the league, scoring loads of goals. A couple of other teams have dropped points. Um, Joe, I've written down on my pad, "Are we a good team?" Question mark. Right, and then I've written, "In the championship, a good team. They keep the ball." They move it around. They pass really beautifully. They pass quickly. They kind of look like a, a bit like a Premier League team. In this is what to me a good Championship team looks like. Um, are we just a good team in the context of League One? Because uh, am I fair to say, Joe, we were very direct, very straightforward, and didn't necessarily keep the ball with much finesse, despite. The fact that we won three 0 and I'm very very happy to be top of the league. What, what, what is your what is your view on that? And can you see my my confusion yeah, about I, this? I can see I can see the point, but we're I, I know that the squad did a lot of work on counter attacking in the summer, which is something that you can see that we sort of are trying to hit teams on the break. And there's there's been a few occasions this season where we've attacked quickly to try and create goals. But I think sometimes it has to be remembered on how how poor a side we were last season and that. The, the priority this season is to get straight back up. And while we want to do that while sort of playing pretty patterns of football and building something, we've still got another 40 games left this season to try and to try and strike on something. And at the moment, getting that confidence back in the in the squad, in the team, in the stadium is is the key thing. And if if Lambert has just decided the best way to do that at the moment is to put Jackson and Norwood up front, who are going to cause any team in this division problems, is wingers trying to get the ball forward directly and just trying to overpower teams then I can I can see why he's trying to do that at the moment and yeah it's I, it's not exactly where we want it at the moment it's probably still a long way from where we want it but ultimately we're top of the league and we're unbeaten in six we've scored probably as many goals as it took us to the middle of last season to score and we just need to hopefully hopefully the sort of football will improve during the season and it's not just going to be four four two two banks of four, two up front and sort of knocking it long and going from there. But I think it's easier to try and improve the style from a position and being top of the league rather than being under great pressure. Because you see when we played against Wimbledon, when we tried to play one up front, two wingers, that it just it just didn't work because there's still not that confidence. We go in at halftime, one nil down, the crowd boos. It's, it's still very fragile here at the moment and I think we need to win. Interesting. Statman, react to my point and what, what Joe said. Just annoys me when some people are so negative. Really, you know, we're we're, we're top of the table. Our, our player is getting um, replies on Twitter from the Rock. He's one player of the month. Our manager is going to win uh, manager of the month, and people are asking, "Are we a good team?" Of course we are. We're top of the league. We've found our level. <laughs> Dave, I think perhaps what you're really saying is, are we an attractive team? And probably at the moment, no, we're not. But as, as Joe said, it's, it's work in progress, isn't it? And I think the most important thing this season, albeit in league, albeit we're in League One, is getting that whole winning mentality back at the club. And it's starting to bear fruit. What is it now after Tuesday? Four wins on the trot. Well, you know, we haven't done that for, well, beginning of two seasons ago. So it's very much work in progress. But the important thing is getting that positive winning mentality back at the club. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Say a good team. Yeah, of course we're a good team in, in League One, but attractive team? No, not yet. I'm not necessarily thinking attractive because um, I always kind of snobbishly argue that a good team is one that doesn't concede many good chances and creates lots of good chances, which 
most metrics would say we are doing at the moment. What what I'm kind of getting at is um, is this a long term sustainable way to play that's going to give us success over one, two, three years, or are we going to hopefully develop to something more maybe throughout the season? I think when you see the um, the players that we've still got to come back in, and I know we've had injuries for forever, it seems, Ipswich, but if you think you've got Emir Hughes, Alan Judge to get fully fit, Freddie Sears, John Nolan, once once these players get fit, I, I, I just don't see that we're not going to play free in midfield. Yeah, Teddy Bishop. I, I just don't see that we're not going to play some variation of... 4-3-3, whether that's 4-2-3-1, what whatever numbers you want to put on it, we're going to go back to one central striker and three players playing around him. And I think once everyone is back fit, that's that's where we're going to end up. But without Freddie Sears, I do think we miss a, a good wide striker. Interesting. It's, diffi- it's a difficult one. It's a difficult yeah. one. So at the moment, you know, season going on so far, okay, Jackson, Norwood, but you wouldn't drop either of Skews or Downs, would you? You couldn't. How could you? Hmm. Stat going forward. I need to sort out Alan Judge. That 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 was the one of the concerns I had again on on Saturday. And, and Joe was right. You know, they they him and Rowe just kept kept swapping. You know, every five minutes. And as long as you knew that one had green boots and the other one had orange boots, and you could you could kind of tell from our end when we were t- when we were up up the other end of the the, the ground. But Alan Judge doesn't fit in that formation and I think that's what we need to sort out and look at and obviously when we move on to the Tottenham game and the way that we set up there I think that might have a little hint of the, the way that we're going to go but yeah Joe, Joe's right we, we, we can't perform at that level at the moment so why don't we whilst no one has really sort of sussed it out and let's just you know and I think that will take us a long way you know you say about changing formations and stuff I'm sure in this division and what we've got at the moment you know, with the strikers banging in goals as they are, that will take us a long way. And I hope, guys, Lambert um, actually bears out what he said in the press conference where he said, look, a shape is a shape and a formation is a formation, but a philosoph- the philosophy of what he wants to do, it doesn't matter, you know, he wants to play on the front foot, he wants intensity, he wants attacking. And if we remember from last season, particularly at that Reading game with, you know, centre-backs <laughs> splitting and, you know, you'd think... That was um, that's maybe the long-term plan. Although I don't want to open this Pandora's box, but you kind of think, why didn't you go um, back four, get the goal kicks long sooner, maybe uh, a division higher? But anyway, Statman yep. already mentioned a different shape um, on the Tuesday night. So off we go to um, the EFL leasing trophy on um, Tuesday night. Um, and all three of you guys were there. Um, I was on the M1 until 7pm, so I probably could have made it to Ipswich by about 9 o'clock, I reckon. Um, it's all done would have been by worth it. Yeah. But, it's the best part of the game. Um, yeah. As usual, one of the most fun bits of um, ITFC Twitter timeline is an hour before every kickoff, when the team comes out and some people decide to get very animated about it. But this one may have been um, actually um, some cause for interest because... Um, we get three at the back um, and we'll talk about this at the end um, Joe mentioned or no or sorry Stat mentioned um, formation suiting players and perhaps when we get to it although 4-4-2 suits um, James Norwood and Caden Jackson very well this formation may suit six or seven other players very well so um, we get Norris in goal it's Wolfenden Wilson 
Kenlock. So Kenlock's going to play centre-back. Um, and, um, well, I'll get your views on Kenlock starts the season. Uh, Danassian's going to play wing-back, which I believe we saw against Brentford and Middlesbrough last season. Um, my memory could be... They played left-wing back, was, didn't he? He played left-wing back against God. Brentford, yeah. <laughs> that really that was that when you coined Guinevere and Paul Hurst set of balls. That was when it all started to go <laughs> up in, up in the air. So yeah, say. right. Um, I saw an interview with Gary Neville about um, his time at Valencia and second guessing yourself and changing your philosophy every week. And all I could think about was Paul. Hurst. Um, Edwards is left wing back. You like this centre midfield, Dave Hughes, Nolan, El Mazzuni. I bet you do. <laughs> um, Joe's favourite player ever, Dobra. Um, Dobbs. up front Dobbs with Roberts but Statman Robs we're, we're behind in the ninth minute um, to Shashua um, who seems to run off the back of Emir Hughes quite easily number 62 uh, yeah 62. number 62 yeah, yeah. Um, just uh, quickly before you so, do the goal stat just tell me yeah. a little bit about the occasion and how quiet it was and um, could you hear the players talking to each other and how you felt in that opening after going a goal behind as well? Well, so I sat in a different stand because I had to. Um, so I sat in uh, Sir Bobby Robson lower. It's interesting. And um, so it, it, it wasn't too bad. I was literally right in the corner. So, you know, all of the, all of the fans were in the Sir Bobby Robson lower or in the, in the uh, Britannia stand. And we had a few corporate people opposite and stuff um that was those two um and about 300 250 fans from from tottenham um i kind of liked the opening bit of it and i thought you know this has got a crowd of about five or six thousand to it so it wasn't a, a complete a complete dead rubber that some people had made out um but the goal i, th- I think i think Danassian and and um amir hughes seemed to get off quite lightly in my view with some of the some of the reports so you know they, they were both at fault for both losing their men at the wrong time they, you know just switched off I suppose you could argue it's the first 10 minutes but um and whether Tottenham under 21s you know the way they play quick passing and moving and we we weren't ready for that and when the ball went to went back and, and Hughes you know was about three yards away from from the guy who scored um that that wasn't good so at that point I thought bloody hell here we are we've got possibly what could be some could argue you know some some first teamers in there you know quite quite rightly or those are knocking on the door and here we are against a bunch of under so i start looking at the program thinking hang on if they got like is there some special rule in there you know leasing.com that you've got to play in england international they got harry kane in there but no i got actually my mind went blank with with all of the 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 squad numbers and and all of the double-barreled surnames and and um quite a cosmopolitan team and i thought the writing's on the wall now. I think we're going to get stuffed, and this is an absolutely ridiculous competition. Um, but we we carried carried on playing, and I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll tell us more what happened. Um, Dave, how did the, how did the rest of the first half play out? And tell us about your 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 Blue Monday date with Joe Fairs. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's nice, nice, nice evening, wasn't it, Joe? Lovely evening, actually. The, the Portman Pie was lovely up evening. Scratch. <laughs> short crust, short crust pastry was sort of pretty much spot on, and a bit, a bit of lemon cheesecake, I think, Joe. For yeah, uh, lemon, for lemon cheesecake, very good, top, very nice. Yeah, and a nice chat with Brian Hamilton. He's always good and jolly. 
Alan Hunter, not quite so jolly, but hey, we'll pass on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the rest of the first half was yeah, we were it was it was quite odd really because Spurs played a lot of quite nice football, but um, even before they scored, we I think I seem to think we had most of the possession. Don't we think Hughes had a shot, I believe, before before they scored, and then. Um, yeah, I must say, I mean, the first the highlight of the first half for me was probably not, not so much his defensive work, but um, Edwards playing wide left, you know, really, really, you know, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, a couple of times committed his full back, got some great balls in. Sadly, Jordan Roberts didn't finish, but um, yeah, we created, yeah, it was mostly us, you know, we created, um, yeah, we created one or two sort of half chances. Um, yeah, maybe being slightly off the pace, I think. As soon as we came out for the second half, Joe said you could see there was an intent. I know we scored fairly early on, but there was quite an intensity to our play. And I think, yeah, I think that had a bit of a rocket at half time, I think. A rocket, Joe? On 47 minutes, um, your man Dobro is going to get the the first of two assists. Tell me about this one. Yeah, he does does really well down the right-hand side, as, as he did a few times that night. And he... I think he had two people around him sort of went ra- right round the outside on the first on the first guy and then there's three or four people sort of in the way of the cross and rather than sort of try and pull it back he managed to play a perfect square ball which just takes all of them out and Roberts is there and can't miss from probably half a yard and it was but it was it sort of it sort of downplays what Dobra did there because he had he had a hell of a lot of work to do when he first picked up the ball strong there wasn't as well, really Joe. there wasn't really upper anything body. on yeah strong and strong up the body He's probably younger than a lot of the players he was playing against as well. I haven't checked the Spurs side, but I know a few of the guys there, like Oakley Booth, won the World Cup, the under-17s a few years back. And so he must be 20 now. And there was a few. And he was, he'd probably been one of the youngest players on their side. And he just looked strong. He looked physical. He looked like a very, very small man there. For, for Oakley Booth, I trump you with a Brooklyn Lions Foster. Nice. Um, Did you see that they had one player, Kalen Hind, or something Hines, and he wore the squad number 57? Well, <laughs> he did. One thing, I, yeah. um, one thing I want to say about Dobber and that goal is, is you're right, what, what amazed me is the word I want to go for. I, I was amazed by how strong he was for, you know, for... A diminutive player. He's um, tiny. Because he's like the guy, tiny. the guy he, the guy he went past looked like he was about six foot five. He, he looked almost like he was about eight or nine inches taller than. Um, and he's favourite twice in that um, exchange. It was fantastic. That. You know, I, I know Joe. Joe's his his biggest fan, and you know, like he's. Um, Joe has been father or whatever. Just to let the listeners know that yeah. Joe has been going on about Dobra for a long time Champion, before he's been yeah. in the first. Champion, yeah. and, Sorry, go um, ahead. That I was just just. I was stunned about how strong he was against a, what I considered and, and looked like a really big. He, he wasn't quite a unit, but he was he was a big lad. Their 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 defender couldn't get just, the Shrewsbury back. I muscled him, and you're right. Then he wasn't that big. Was he not? He, he was as big as the Shrewsbury back three. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't as big as, big as them. But I think you know Joe's right. Uh, it was the pass which was superb, and and, and um, it was. It was really poor defending from him because I think the ball's bouncing and the, the, the defender should just, just put it out. And I think Dobra really surprised him because I think Dobra, so he's up there and Dobra's like down there. And I think he just thinks he's going to muscle him away. But yeah, superb, real upper body and really quick, you know, low centre of gravity. And yeah, it's brilliant play. And Dave, for his next trick, um, 19 minutes later, and even better, tremendous assist what what the hell tell you what this was this was quite a good bit of play let's give him a little bit of props to um to Danassian actually because he he just plays quite a nice little hooked ball in an area down the line it's quite a good ball doesn't you know just sort of loops it over and again he just wins possession it's all again 
Um, low centre gravity, you know, twisting, turning. What good, about that good acceleration after he chests it? Good, up, brilliant upper body. So, yes, chest it down. Great upper body strength. It does pretty much the same thing. Well, this time, I think he pulls it back a bit. And it's quite a good finish, this one. It's not quite such a simple finish. But, all right, you should score for Roberts. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always a carbon copy goal. Great, great play. And you think, what the hell? Where's this come from? You know, really, really good. But I don't know how tall he is, Joe. He's tiny. He's got to be like five foot seven. Yeah, like somewhere eight, around there, six, I guess. Yeah, six or seven. Because yeah. that yeah, would have definitely yeah. been a definite penalty as well had he gone down on that yeah, second yeah. one. So he's getting his shirt pulled all over the place, but he stays on his feet to Mate, create it was, the it goal. Was, it, it was worth going just to see, you know, what could be the start of something really, really, you know, great for him. Brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. Um, because can ask, sorry, Ben, yeah, can I just asked uh, Joe a question. What what chance of of Dobbs breaking into the Albanian full team? You know, because he's, he's had. He's under he's sure under no, I guess yeah, your he's, knowledge he's, of the Albanian yeah. for international. He's, he's away with the under 19s at the moment. Yeah. But I'd imagine if he does start playing in the first team, I can't imagine yeah. there's a huge. But I, I know him being in the under 19s is due to the fact that their football association has had a huge scour around of anyone with uh, potential Albanian heritage and getting them across to. They had a sort of large under 19, under 20 squad, which he went to the first meet up to. I know a sort of Chelsea player and a couple of others went over there and it, they've sort of made a big thing around the English academies knowing that there's a lot of Albanian sort of second generation people over here, sort of anyone with names they went after. So it is a case that. But then he's been the one that's sort of played there and has been selected to stay in the squad. So he's he's done well on that bar, that behalf. I've done a quick Google of famous Albanian footballers on my phone. I, can, I, can I give you one? The only name is Granit Xhaka. It's the only one I recognise. Who do you know Swiss, about? Rudy Varta. He's Swiss though, isn't he? Well, he's obviously born in Albania though, wasn't he? Yeah. Like half the German team was Turkish in 2010 when they beat us, weren't they? Good point. Um, so, well, that's that's very encouraging to hear um, that it wasn't a complete dead rubber. What I would like you guys to do, though, is just can you just talk me through a few individual bits? And um, I know Paul Lambert very outspokenly said there's no point in this game beforehand, which kind of amused me um, <laughs> before the game. Um, did anyone further their cause? So, Joe, can you talk to me about Kenlock as a left centre back and... The two wing-backs, Danassian and Edwards, is there anything there in those positions? Well, we the, the way we set up, even though it was a 3-5-2, the, the wing-backs were so high up, they were almost playing as wingers at times. There, there wasn't a huge amount of defensive responsibility for them other than that. taking throw-ins because there wasn't a huge amount of threat from Tottenham. They sort of played the ball out the backs. So they were up there as sort of extra presses. And, but Edwards did well on the left in the first half. He, he gets back well and he, def- he defends sort of very wholeheartedly as he does when he plays on the right-hand side in midfield. He, he definitely puts his tackles in and does his running and stuff. But he he played a, a lot on the left of Peterborough and he can sort of go both ways on a full back and put two good crosses in with his left foot. And he was there. Ken Locke, again, he was almost playing as a sort of halfway between a left back and a left centre back as opposed to an out and out. He, he, he did okay. I, I wouldn't have said it was his best game there. And Danashian... Yeah, did fine as a right wing back. He actually showed a, a lot more going forward than he has mm-hmm. as a right back in the team, but not any. Maybe the sort of signing of Vincent Young has given him a sort of rocket as to what a right back needs to be doing because he did get forward, get crosses in of sort of differing quality. Um, Dave, talk to me about these two central midfielders. Firstly, about Hughes and, Hughes and Nolan. Firstly, about the fitness, and then um, what do you see going forward? I assume Nolan's 
first team ready pretty soon and Hughes is still yeah I'd, I'd say looking at it I mean it's great to see great to see both of them get 90 minutes especially Hughes you know um and yeah he looked a bit rusty I think you know we already said about he was at fault he was at fault for the first goal he there go he got done ball watching you switched off but um yeah I think more as the game went on you could see his class you know he gets the ball drops his shoulder you know picks a pass you know he just looks comfortable Nolan yeah Nolan was Nolan did you know did, did okay but again I think the more important thing for those two is just get get through the game get through the game unscathed I think me and Joe picked up on Hughes of that 15 minutes to go got a little knock and he's like oh, Christ now he's oh, stretching out his every stretching time stretching out his knees. here we go but seemed, didn't see he didn't come off anyway so he seemed um, that was just before half time that was actually. was it before half time yeah um, yeah so obviously wasn't an issue um yeah it can only can only be good for him and in, in a which is great because it's you know okay i'm 23 21 games put those to one side it is a you know it is a competitive okay it's only against spurs under 21s but it's a competitive game it's a competitive environment so yeah great good um statman talk to me about the two youngsters you've um mentioned dobra and i guess he's the headline what about um idris was he was he a full number 10 or um was he closer to midfield Sorry, I just got that's distracted by people coming out. I'm just that, no, that wasn't my thinking, Faye. That, that's because I'm in the wrong place. So people are coming and thinking, what, what are you sitting in here for? Um, what was the question? El, El the two youngsters, Dobber and El Mazzouni. I, I, I like the way that they, they linked up. And I, um, El Mazzouni, it kind of disappointed me a little bit because he, he took a corner um, in, the, in the first half and I sat right near the corner. And um, this is the one thing that stands out to me. And it wasn't the greatest corner. I think that it didn't beat the first defender. And you should have heard the abuse that he got. Now, maybe I've sat in the Sir Ralph Ramsey stand for, for, for too long, but I thought, hang on a minute, this isn't a, a seasoned pro. But no, didn't didn't really do a great deal to stand to, to uh, standing out for me there, El Mazzuni. I think um, you know all, all eyes were were on were on Dobra. Um, I want to speak about Jordan Roberts and a question for for you, Dave. Do you think he came off the pitch thinking? Brilliant! I scored two, or did he come off the pitch thinking could have had about four or five tonight? Yeah, he could have done, but look, you know, the um, he got his two goals, which is which is good. Uh, what I like, you know, getting back to El Mazzuni, I quite like El Mazzuni. He's a confident lad, isn't he? Always wants the ball, never hides away from the ball and stuff. And again, he's another one. Doesn't look like anything on him, but deceptively strong. He's quite a good strong. Presser. Good yeah, presser yeah. No, he gets up and down the pitch really well. Um, yeah, stats right. He didn't particularly obviously stand compared to Dobry. Didn't stand that on. Yeah, on the set pieces all the while, which perhaps one or two good balls in, whether they were planned or not, just kept floating out the back with no one attacking them at the back post. But one person, yeah, I like him, and certainly more than he, certainly I think you know more than a useful squad player for us. One person I'd like to mention was Tyree Simpson, and obviously Joe, you you know a lot about him. But when he came on, I was thinking, well, I mean, he he's a, he's a size, and I've got to Boxer. say, you know, in in my own mind, he suddenly became. I think, and this this guy's got potential to be cult, one of my cult favourites, you know, cult hero here because Drynan, yeah. Hesky like. <laughs> oh, he was he was Hesky like. But yeah, another question to you: um, Do you think it's the first time that a game's been played in England where? There was a player called Armando on both sides because they had Armando Shashua, Shashua. Scored, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. likely. Sorry, likely. That, so when you ask me, you know, what what thing was so El Mazzuni playing? You know, El Mazzuni playing that? You know, sometimes my mind wanders off and I, I kind of think about these things. So yeah, Armando's um, battle. Joe, back to Jordan Roberts. Did these two goals really make any difference? Because there's Norwood, there's Jackson, there's Keane. 
and there's Sears. Um, is he just going to maybe score five goals in the EFL leasing trophy this season and maybe get a few league minutes? Um, he, I, I don't mind Roberts. I, I don't think he's quite got got what it needs. He's, he's just a bit sluggish sometimes. He's not he's not quick enough for me. I think that's his biggest issue. But he's he's decent enough backup. And I, I think if we were to be playing a sort of genuine four three three as as one of the wide strikers, I think he'd he'd do a good job for us because he sort of is very physical and he sort of abuses his fullback if he's on them for headers and stuff like that. And he, 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 he does well and he can hold the ball up on one of those flank rolls. And I, I think he'll play a part for us at some point this season. I don't think it'll be a huge part, but I think he'll make a couple of important contributions to our league league form this season. Yeah. Another good, another good squad player. Yeah. I think he's got good touch Roberts, but yeah, another good squad player. And yeah, two goals are right from combined distance of about five yards, but can only, it's, Still goals, mate. So in a in a proper fixture, so a first team fixture, so can only be good for the lad, I'd say. I right. So we came from the game, and I did sort of say it. There, there weren't really any negatives to the game at all, really. Oh. That was considering you're going into a total banana skin against a under twenty one team, which no one was really looking forward to. I've, I think anyone, a few people came out of credit, a few people got minutes under the belt. Jordan Roberts got a couple of goals. Dobra showed a bit what he can do. Tyree Simpson got a debut and sort of did okay when he was on. I, I just think it was one of those ones where there was no real negatives out of the game, which is yeah. a positive. Right, he didn't have much to do, really, did he? Norris no. didn't really have a lot to do. You know, didn't have any chance he had that, for the goals. He had the, the, the goals and then uh, Amir Hughes played that uh, under-hit pass um, and, and Norris kind of let him know what he thought about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Let's get to this 3-5-2 business. And I'm not talking about pattern of play. What we're talking about now is a shape and how it fits the current players we've got in our squad. So we would assume that Paul Lambert has tried this, not you know, not just for the sheer hell of it, but to actually, you know, maybe maybe test it um, to possibly be used. And um, we sort of had the debate ourselves. Um, I suppose the argument is that we've got three fairly decent centre-backs once and Ciala's back and you could play all of them um, our full-backs have not been very good for ages and now we seem to have Vincent Young who's very good going forward so that might help him and Kenlock who gets a bit sleepy or dopey or grumpy or bashful going backwards so maybe that might help him we've been talking about a getting a third centre midfield in or adding a number 10 a bishop or a judge um, type player to our front two and we get to keep the front two so um... ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. 
NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wes Burns running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Let's go to Dave. Does 3-5-2, assuming same pattern of play, direct, counter-attack, etc., does 3-5-2 suit our squad better than 4-4-2, 4-4-F-ing 2? Um, I don't know. I'd say 3-5-2, you know, you're playing three at the back. You've got to have someone comfortable on the ball that can bring. And I think Wolford and perhaps can do that. He looks, like he, he looks like he can do that. He looks like he wants to do that. I wouldn't perhaps trust NCL. I think perhaps Chambers at that level can do that to a degree. So so from that point of view, um, from that point of view, yeah, um, Vincent Young, I think, I mean, all right, he's played twice. And on, his, on the evidence of last Saturday, he's just going to be a snip at half a million if he continues like that. All right, we're only playing Shrewsbury. He looks a player, looks a proper player. My one concern is, is I think everybody's concern is, is, is Ken Locke. You know, it's just a bit uncertain there just a bit of uncertainty about him really and i don't know if garbert comes back would he play garbert left wing back there Giorgio. yeah oh, i forgot about him yeah and he's just sake. tried edwards as well so um he, Statman, well stat man yeah. three five two um I, I i i partly think that it's coming about because of ncr are getting fit again um and i, I think that he's, he's looked around and thought where we're going to fit some of these people and you know luke wolfenden's come in and I know he, he's he's played a fair bit out on loan at this level and stuff, and but I, I look at him, I think fantastic. You know, you, you could come in and watch a game, particularly against Shrewsbury at one point. You come in and watch a game, and at one point you'd have looked at, at him and Chambers and said, "Who who's the season pro?" And Wolfram had played really, you know, played really well. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna drop his captain long long term. So I think yeah, that that's the way that he, he's going to move. Um, so. We'll, we'll have a look. But yeah, Guion Edwards at, at left back did interest me. But you're, you're right, Joe. Um, Giorgio and, and, and Garbutt when he's fit. But the thing about Miles Kenlock, you know, we, we kind of talk about his ability and stuff. But he still played over 60 games for, for, the, for the club and played under three managers and stuff. So people clearly see something that maybe not all of the fans do. But I think I think Kane Vincent Young, will, will he will be the issue with Miles Kenlock. I think the way that kane vincent young plays standard isn't he yeah people will see that and think hang on a minute why aren't you doing this and i think that that could be his that could be his downfall i think i must say and i think i said this before we were cut short on sunday that chambers had a really good game i thought fair play Mm. to him because i've been one of his critics i thought he had a really good game against rosemary really really good um joe on the on the three five two um and this sounds ridiculous considering where we came from last season in terms of we have two you know, two teams virtually now, and you're in a position where you're sacrificing good players. Three-five-two obviously sacrifices these all this phalanx of wide forward players we've got: Rowe, uh, Garber, even a Dazelle if he's a Judge, um, Edwards, um, Edwards, Roberts, etc., etc. Um, is that the place to sacrifice rather than at centre half and centre midfield? I think when you look at the quality of the players, it, it probably is. But the issue I've got is when you play three at the back, I like to have two ball players and a stopper where 
I think we're going to end up with two stoppers and a ball player, <laughs> which isn't going to be like. I think Chambers is a stopper and he's the one you'd want in the middle, marshalling the defence. Wolfen on one side, but I don't think NTR is going to be a marauding left-sided centre-back. I hope he is. <laughs> yeah. I feel like manual fatigue. You, you never know what you get from him. So, you know, maybe one week he might be. I, just I, come back fair, to I your... think Chambers, Chambers can ping a ball, can't he? You know, Chambers can play. He's doing it Saturday, switching play and stuff. But, but yeah, as for bringing it out, I don't think so. And I, I think we need to go back to Joe's comment earlier that we were awful last season and you want two ball playing defenders in a team when we haven't had a ball player in defender in the club for the last well Webster I guess um for the last god knows how long that maybe maybe one is as good as we're going to get in um in league one you might have I remember seeing a back three I was with David Aston Villa of Stephen Taylor Christoph Berra and Luke Chambers no yeah, ball players like, in that one, is there? Yeah, bloody Christoph Berra, thou shalt not pass. Bloody Christoph tin Berra. hat, didn't you? What yeah, about uh, Lincoln away when Berra was playing left side as centre-back and had an uncomfortable evening? There was one, one yeah. against Schlattberg yeah. as well, yeah, where he, um, yeah, he didn't like to get into the touchline. Um, interesting, though, food for thought. Um, with the Rochdale postponement, um, no league games now for two weeks and Statman we're coming back with a three game week which features two away games um, within the week so we're going to see some more crop rotation Um, Donny at home on the 14th on the Saturday they are 11th MK away on the Tuesday they are 15th Gillingham away on the Saturday they are 16th Um, how do you suppose that Paul Lambert plays this and do any players play every minute of those three games apart from the goalie I, I think some of them will I, you know it depends how we get on you know I, I look down there and I think um, you know that that's this is amazing how things have changed that, that, that's a good that's a possible nine points that we can get from, <laughs> from, the, from those three games I think I might, am I saying that out loud so it depends on how we get on our first two games whether he, he, he considers resting some but uh, Dave mentioned him earlier. I think uh, Cole Skews. I'd, I'd, I'd play him every game. He seems to, have, um, you know, seems to be bang on form. But, you know, Chambers. It, it it depends. You know, if if we've got two wins and um, we go to Gillingham, then he and and NCR is fit. Then he might look to to drop some of that. Um, but he, he's got he's got to rotate. But you know, the, what I see for Doncaster is is almost starting as best as he can, uh, like for like as we did against Shrewsbury. Um, and I, I think. I do think for a while we're just going to see if we can just smash people um, and and just overpower them and and, and score goals. Dave, who, who Downs, is... I think I think Downs. I mean, yeah. what I've seen this season, Downs every time first, almost first. He's got to have a rest, though, hasn't he? He's got to have a Sorry? rest. Is he got to have a rest? Well, he's, he's got one now. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah you go. He's twenty twenty. What is he? Twenty twenty one. There's there's your answer, Ben. They've, but there's, there's players that you'd expect to start all three games, whether whether they finish them or not, and uh, that's obviously Thomas Holy in goal. I can't imagine the centre-backs because he has rotated the centre-backs already so I'd imagine he'll Especially continue to do that. Especially three games and two of them away. Chambers yeah, won't they, play at Milton Keynes probably will he? Vincent Young's going to play isn't he? At right back. Ken Locke's probably going to play at left back so we haven't got any other choice unless he plays drops Giorgio back there. I'd imagine Scoots and Downs will start both games. I'd imagine James Nord will start all three games. Yeah. I think around that they might rotate but I think those five players or six players are going to start all three games. What do you think Dave? Yeah, I think we've got an embarrassment of riches, haven't we? We've got a squad, for Christ's sake. I mean, Christ, when everyone... Yeah, it's Ipswich, so they never will be. Imagine if everyone's fit. 
bloody hellfire. It's um, we could have a B team in the league. Maybe we could. I mean, look, you, you know, even look at the side we put out the other night, and it weren't really, it weren't too crazy. I'm sure it was on a par with some of the sides we put out in league games last season. Um, yeah, it's um, it's all looking quite promising, but it's keeping all these players, you know, these players fit and happy. You know, I mean, for me, fully fit Emma Hughes has got to be in the side every time, a fully fit. But you know, that, that's something which I think, yeah, it's going to be some some weeks away, but. Yeah, I'd personally find a way play a way to play him. I was I was a bit surprised about the the outgoings on on transfer deadline two or whatever it was because obviously Josh Emmanuel went out. Um, but I was obviously keeping a keen eye on on, on Barry Cotter and Corey Darba and they mm. didn't go out. And then I thought, well, this is quite hopeful with Endarba, and I kind of expected him, Joe. Maybe he was gonna he was gonna start on on Tuesday night. Um, you know, he he had his chance towards the end of last season. You know, Paul Lambert said that you know, kind of almost nailed on that he was going to make his debut. And here we are. Was this our eighth game of the season? And and he's he's not got a minute. What what's happening there? I think it shows that he's just dropped almost off the face of the earth with regards to. I know he was on the bench on Tuesday, but he went on the preseason tour and he played sort of one forty five minutes. And then for the rest of the preseason, he wasn't getting on. Whereas Wilson was playing game after game after game. John Guffrey was playing games and then I went to Molden Tiptree for a preseason friendly for the under 21s and Bailey Clements wasn't there, Armando Dobra wasn't there, and Barry Cotter and Corian Darby were there. And you were thinking, these guys are now in the under 23 squad, not in the first team squad. And I think Barry Cotter's been there a long time, but Corian Darby is back in that and I think they'll be trying to get him a spell in probably in the non, in the National League or something to try and get some men's football under his belt because obviously something has happened and Lambert no longer thinks he's ready. Out of two maybe Joe? Or? Potentially I think I was saying after the game I always felt that when he played for the under 23s sort of Chris Smith made him look good a lot of the time when he yeah, was playing yeah. playing alongside him and towards to, especially towards the end of the season we were losing 4-1 to Forest, 5-0, 4-1. Even though this team had had a very good year, we let in a lot of goals over the last three or four games. Where he and when that was at the point when he was about to make his debut, and it's like those are the twenty threes games. He should, be, if you're that Dominate. close to the first team, you should be able to stroll through those and sort of stop us getting beaten almost. Yeah. Dave, um, in terms of maybe improving with dominating the ball, and on the basis that. Hughes is being coaxed through gently. Do you not think that actually getting John Nolan somewhere, you know, adding yeah. him there in terms of being able to, you know, yeah, like we no, you're right. kill, to kill a game, do you not think he might be the key in the next month that, as the next guy to actually get in there? No, I think you're right because obviously he's, he's, he's further down the line. I mean, he played a reasonable amount of time Saturday, 20 minutes more, maybe, sort of a fair, fair bit Saturday. So he's obviously further down the line. He got smashed by one of the NFL did, back yeah, No love well. lost there. Um, yeah, he's obviously further down the line than Emmy Hughes. And I guess, Stat, you probably agree, you know, it showed a little bit on, on um, you know, on Tuesday evening where perhaps Nolan was perhaps a bit more, I don't know, game aware and stuff. And certainly I didn't see Nolan get caught in possession where, yeah, okay. He switched off for a goal and he gives a bad ball. I think he got caught in possession once or twice. You're trying to notice that. But I, I certainly noticed with Hughes, as, a, as I said earlier, as the game went on, yeah, he sort of, you know, you could see he was you know, up to speed with the game and it was just all a bit easy for him, all a bit easy for him, really. But yeah, I agree with you. Nolan is much for, is, is certainly three or four weeks, I'd say a month further, further down the line. So I think he's a player that Lambert is 
Play. Really keen to get back in the team as well. Yeah, and he, he certainly got injured last season. I mean, he's great, you know, great goal against Derby, great goal against West Brom. He's got it in his locker, hasn't he? He's got yeah, it. I think Lambert's very keen but, to get back. Uh, we're, we're moving into a situation you said about the, the B team, but, you know, I kind of think, you know, we've got Cole Skews and, and Flynn Downs. And like you said, Joe, most of them are going to play, you know, probably, you know, start certainly the, ne- the next three games or whatever. But, you know, you bring in Hughes and Nolan and, and, and Teddy Bishop into the mix, and you've got, I think, <laughs> You know how how are you going to pick two of those each week? And I, I just have a concern that if we if we rotate a bit too much, um, you know, yeah, you lose it's not about momentum. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, no, I, I think it's going to heavily rotate. There's going to be injuries and suspensions. There's going to be injuries and suspensions. So it'll work itself out. Winter's coming. Yeah. Winter is coming. Um, Winter draws on. Just by way of apology to our <laughs> listeners, we will just take some questions from the thread on um <laughs> sunday i'll try and pick the ones dave that have aged. it was about 300 weren't they okay yeah we do all right don't we i if we win i put the, the thing up straight away on a saturday and we get 100 questions because everyone's enthusiastic um stat man this is from um craig f um who is the yeah, steve witten guy yeah um yeah. given the current squad and those coming back from injury is paul lambert in the no excuses territory oh without a doubt if we, if we don't if we don't finish in the top six, he loses his job. Yeah. Goodness. Uh, Dave. We, we, we are by far the strongest team. We're by far the well, strongest squad, team. Well, squad, surely. Not squad, team. Yeah. Squad. Yeah. Far the greatest team the division has ever seen. I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave. Uh, it's, sorry. Yeah, well, um, this is from Alistair who asks, is Jackson currently in better form than Norwood? <laughs> um. I don't know. Give me the goals ratio. Probably is because he scored. Is he, is he, I don't know. They're about the same, aren't they? When Norwood's got a couple of penalties, hasn't he? Jackson's got four all, obviously outfield. Is he four proper proper outfield yeah. goals? So it's, it's whether Nor- Norwood is different. So many chances, isn't it? It's is what is Norwood doing more than Jackson to create those chances? But Jackson is looking more clinical. Well, Norwood, Nor- but Norwood's probably taking up more central positions, though, isn't he? Would mm. you think ja- Jackson? I mean, I know we had a conversation about half time and on half time Ben Saturday, and you said oh, Jackson, yeah, great goal, sort of thing. But there's a lot of unselfish running for the team and stuff. He's well, and clever runs as, and sort of quite clever runs as well. I don't it, think he's a natural goal scorer by any means but it just seems a really at this moment in time and i saw people on facebook and on um uh in the forum and that comparing what's town's best ever front to well oh sorry God. i don't think they're anywhere close to anywhere like but that Dave, the, the point i was making good is, foil. They, they seem to be a good in, foil for each other in this day and age in a 4-4-2 the luxury player if the second striker is not a number 10 or like like bradley dack would do for blackburn that's the luxury player that if it's not going well you're, I'm not saying Caden Jackson. I'm just saying in that formation at the moment, that's the guy that gets taken well, out, isn't drop, it? Um, he ain't going to drop Norwood. He's <laughs> actually just not. No, but just generally, Norwood. whoever they <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, no, you're if right. They're yeah, not, yeah. If they're not yeah. doing no, that work, so. Um, yeah. But I think I think they're pleased for him because I'm pleased for him. He had a rough, you know, rough old time last season. Do what everyone did, but you know, yeah. he's come back and he's, you know, he's obviously fit and flying and he's quick. And again, I think you know what gives him the young. I think he's like pace. 23 last season when yeah, he yeah out when and he out got raw pace. 23 takes you a long way, especially in that division. Um, uh, Joe, uh, this is Barry. Which town player has been your standout guy so far? Flynn Downs, I think he's just. He's been the best player on the pitch every game for me. Through through preseason into the season, I think he's been superb. Um, yeah. Paul is asking about systems. That is an interesting one. Um, stat: 
This is Andy. Have we hit top spot too early? Is it better to sit on the shoulder of the front runner than pounce? Is that why he cancelled the Rochdale game? <laughs> so we could not be top. Have the games in hand. Get in the slipstream. <laughs> well, if, if you're going to win the league with a with a hundred points and a hundred goals, then you only forty four games now. Still do it. I think we I think we're on target for one hundred and three hundred and three points if we, we, if we carry on. Um, but yeah, I would no. It doesn't matter. And I don't know what they say about cream rises to the top, but I'm pretty certain at some points cream is already at the top. You're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have that one for free. <laughs> we need to put that. We need to put that with a picture of David Brent on. Brent. Yeah, David, are you reading these? <laughs> um, David Diamond from David Strang. Are we really good, or is League One really bad? Bit of both. <laughs> oh, lovely hey. stuff. I didn't even set that one up. I didn't. Hey. Um, uh, Robert Joe asks, which seven players do we base our 1920 starting lineup around? Remaining bloated squad can scrap over the last four spots. Is it bloated, or are they actually level on quality? Who's who's the nucleus of your team, and is it bloated? So, well, hopefully by the end of this season, the seven players we'll be basing the team around will be, well, Thomas Holy. But I'm not too fussed about that. But Luke Wolfenden, Kane Vincent Young, Emma Hughes, Flynn Downs, Alan Judge, James Norwood. How many is that? <laughs> is the squad bloated, Dave? I say bloated. It's just it, it, this is Ipswich Town. We're never going to have a fully fit squad, are we? It's just it's sod's law. We're never, we're never ever going to. But you know, I'd say it's bloated. It's just got a lot of quality. Dave, really, if this was it? the championship, it would be bloated because you'd have a lot of players who weren't quite good enough for the championship. But in League One, yeah, no. the yeah, yeah. Well, on on a, Saturday, they're at a certain level, aren't they? The players that weren't in the eighteen on Saturday were Janoy Danassian, Jordan Roberts. Josh Emmanuel, who's obviously left now, and Idris Elmazouni and Armando Dobra. The fit players, yeah. Yeah, so they're the like they they could become a stage later in the season where we're leaving sort of three to four good quality players out. But at the at the moment we at the moment we're not, so I'm I'm not too worried at the moment. Interesting. Um, Statman, assuming um, this is from Michael, and I'm paraphrasing him just to fit in with what we've said. Assuming we don't go three at the back, what happens with your? Th- Three and two of Wolfenden, Chambers, and Toto. I'm pretty certain Paul Lambert, uh, when he puts his head on his pillow at night, probably thinks, "What am I going to do with those three? And I think, so you're saying if we don't if we don't go with three at the back, um, uh, Luke Wolfenden doesn't deserve to be dropped, and you know Luke Chambers, you, you, you've got you've got to be fit to to play in 46 matches, and and he's he's our fittest player. So when they had the I think when they had the beep test after they came back from from holiday, the the one man who was still running was was Luke Chambers, and he's our captain, and he's got loads of experience. So it'd be mad to consider that he would miss any more than five percent of the games. Um, that then means that Toto sits around um, waiting for for injuries, and you know D- D- Dave's adamant that there, there are going to be injuries and suspensions coming up. Um, so that that's when I think he might come in. Do you just drop James Wilson out of the rotation? Because at the moment, Chambers, Wolfenden and Wilson have basically been almost okay? sharing the time between two of them, hasn't it? Is it just effectively they end up with Chambers playing 32 games, Wolfenden playing 35 games and NCR playing 26, 27 games and it go like that? 
He, well, he's, he's still. I mean, like, like I said, I, I, I still, I still think he's got plenty to do uh, for the team this season. And I think every every season that he's played, he's played at least 40, 40 games or whatever. Mm. He's the quickest player what, to. What appearances to reach is he three, up to now, Stat? Uh, three hundred and something. Uh, three hundred and twelve. I'm going to say about two hundred and seventy-three as captain. I mean, you know, great deal of experience. I, I, if if he plays less than forty games, and I, I. I I think Joey's probably picked up picked up an injury, but I think you're right. You've got he's you've already got missed Wilson he's already missed two though, hasn't he? Yeah, but they were what sort of games were they? Well, he's, well, one was suspension, wasn't it? Yeah, the, um, the Wimbledon game. He's missed two out of six. I yeah. mean, it's a credit to him, really. I mean, what a professional, as you said, Stat. You know, he comes back from the summer. And as he realised, he's thirty. Was he thirty three now? Um, club captain. Yeah, you know, and I have been critical of him, but you have got to say he leads by he leads by example. Interesting. He, he, he gave a guy a, a right uh, choking off on on Saturday uh, or Saturday week when we played Shrewsbury, um, and we were three three nil up. And to most of the crowd, um, probably you know easing our way to, to victory. And and he he won a he won a, a corner. Um, they, they had a corner Shrewsbury and went into the near post, and he kind of tangled with the player and um, got the ball out. And I was kind of a bit worried. I know he's still, but you know, they would made it three one. But you know, Shrewsbury was certainly on on the up. And I think it would have. I think it would have made an, an interest in the last 10 minutes and um, some fan basically went, oh, well done, Chambo. Head it out. So uh, Chambers told him what he thought of him and I thought, good. Fair, I like fair on you. It's, it's, I think it's just nice we're in a position where someone like Enciala can just be nursed back into the team. You know, fair doesn't fair. have to, like, like last year, they've had to jump back in straight away and we don't have to. Jump back in the alley and nanny goats, Dave. Last one, <laughs> Ian McIntyre. and three. These are um, Ian's words, not the words of anybody on the Blue Monday podcast. How on earth did that idiot Hurst fail to take on Kane Vincent Young when he had him on loan? Given what he's doing at Scunthorpe, do you think he'll ever get another job? So Scunthorpe are bottom of Division 4 and are conceding... I my league ladders. Oh, Dave, Joe. Let's see your league ladders, have you, Joe. Have you actually upgraded League 2? Yes. Where are they? Oh. Yep, they're they bottom. Are. They're oh bottom. shit! Um, what's what's happening with what's happening with Hurst? Is 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 Dave? Sorry, what, what's that? What, what's happening with Hurst? I don't know. I don't know. He, he should well clearly what's happening with Hurst. He should never have left bloody Shrewsbury, should he? I bet he must look back at that and kick himself. Obviously got a good payday with us, no doubt. Got a good payoff and almost well within months jumped back into another job, but. Don't know, mate. He's, he's, you know, we said about winning mentality. He's clearly on a bloody losing mentality, isn't he? You just can't get rid of it, can he? Crikey. Yeah, and not did, a bit. Did, did he, I, I assume his oppo went with him as well, the, the enforcer. What was his name? Doig. 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 I'm sure he, I'm sure he went with him as well. It's just not, not working out for him, is it? You know, from, from having a really great, you know, when we, when we signed, when we got him, you know, great CV, you know, took Shrewsbury really on, on from shoestring from nowhere to just missing out on the playoffs. And yeah, his, um, his kudos has dropped dramatically for goodness sake. Do you, do you think Dave, if, if he takes Scunthorpe down that that's it, that's it. He's finished as a, as, as a, a league manager and a league manager. It's a, yeah. it, it's a tough one, isn't it? From yeah. there, from Who there, but it, surely he won't I, get I the chance. Get, surely I think he'd get another job in league two. The, you would you think, think so. But he won't get the They're so small, aren't they? And they just the managers get paid nothing. And surely he won't get the chance. Don't think like take a Macclesfield or someone like that would take him down. when they're. I don't. If if Scunthorpe was still down there, that he'll be sacked well before yeah. then because 
that they should be looking up rather than down this year. Yeah, but yeah. Well, actually, Dan, look at that. The road. Tell you, he's been in job a reasonable time. Is John McGreal, wasn't he? Mm. Now, ooh, John McGreal. Um, well, yeah. I'm looking nervously at the recording, and I think my laptop is um working properly again now. So we've got to the end. Um, any pluggery um joe plug your academy um page and when you're next going to be live tweeting a game that many ipswich fans will not see um it's just at itfc underscore academy i think i'm at the game on monday night at portman road against Nottingham forest under 23s so if you want to be in the know um follow that account um statman you were big on the ladies this well, you're always big on the ladies, really, aren't you? Uh, but um, they came in. That's because I was in one... Amsterdam. <laughs> Actually, that reminds Amsterdam. me, Dave. The, 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 four the one winners. Shea, you owe them some money. Yeah, the ladies say I owe them some euros. Yeah. <laughs> there was one. She was just standing. I went past. She was like, "Pat, yeah, well, I don't think that was me. I think it was Pat. Did she yeah. have a blue? Did she have a blue light on? <laughs> no, it wasn't a blue light. No. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, they, they, they played Norwich in the the East Anglian Derby. There was about 761 people there. And Paul Lambert and uh, I think a few of the first teamers went along and, and supported it. I, I couldn't I would like would have liked to have gone gone and seen that. And I think, you know, for, for those players, and I think it's important that the the link is, is being built even more now between between I don't want to use the men's team, but you know the men's team and the, you know, like the whole club and you know, see Paul Lambert there and and to give those 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 girls ladies women whatever you want to say i'm not offending anybody by using any of those oh, you'll, offend, you'll offend somebody it's impossible yeah, not yeah. to nowadays. no 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 offense intent but those those 11 those 11 players and, and and the squad players as well to have you know paul lambert in your dressing room talking to you and stuff i think it was absolutely fantastic and you know to beat norwich 4-1 is superb i've got a couple of other things i just want to plug um or not plug is of the 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 blue action banner um, against Shrewsbury and, and their subsequent video that they, they put out. And I was absolutely amazed about the amount of work that they put into their banner. So well done for that. And also a big, big uh, well done to Luke Chambers for, for actually being the, the poster boy for Stop the Northern Bypass. So that that's that's good. Big up the Rushmere um, ruffians. Plug your Twitter and your latest polls, that. Uh, yeah, so at uh, ChompX3 on Twitter, and I'm doing the greatest uh, kits from the from the last 50 years. And I wish I hadn't started already today when I considered the, <laughs> the combination of things. You love it. The chance, yeah, the chance of getting the photos wrong and stuff. But yeah, so there's, there's a group stages at the moment for, for the home kits. Um, I'll do a few more votes tonight, and then tomorrow night we'll do the away. And then we'll get to a final in both competitions, and then we'll have the greatest home kit and the greatest away kit, and then they will go into the Super Cup to see who wins the the greatest kit of I all mean, time. I mean, it's got a it's no contest in it. Surely it's a radio or well French kit, isn't it? By bloody miles, surely. Don't spoil the ending. No, Joe, I can see Joe, Joe's liking the what, the nineteen eighty six to eighty nine home kit. Possibly, he's I, got I that like one, the, hasn't he? 86 yeah. to 89. The Fison uh, one that had the little shaded, um, bit of a shade in it. I actually um, yeah. bought shady, that and sold it. It was a good one. No, which one? The 86 to 89 Fison's one. I paid over a hundred pound for the Radio Orwell one with Pioneer sponsor on it, size large. I got delivered. It was a large boys. <laughs> that was um, ideal. <laughs> Give it to one of your children. Tight it, just, it, tight it, fits my, it, fits, it fits my wife quite nicely, so I did have her wear it to a game once, but that's 
not going to happen again, I imagine. Glad you added to a game on the end of that. <laughs> I remember one with the, I one with the, um, one with the red lace will get a few votes, won't it? Was yeah, I do like that. That's one of my favourites, yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's leading. So, yeah, have, have a look. Racy. The poll is live now. Um, Dave, um, am I in your good books again? And are we going to... Well, we've got to on it. Mike. Are we going to get a um, This Week Tell in ITFC History? Tell you why you're in my good books, because it finished and I went straight in the room and Peaky Blinders came on, so oh, it's just good. a win-win, win-win. Well, win-lose, lose-win for me, really. Um, just quickly, I've got a plug. Well, not tomorrow, no, it's good, but for tomorrow I am finally, finally going to catch up and meet one of our long-standing listeners. They're brilliant. What you long-suffering, Hughes. then? Jules, long-standing, and probably is long-suffering. Jules Hughes, I'm actually meeting up with Jules. Swinging, swinging the golf clubs with Jules Hughes tomorrow, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's been... Um, well, crisis, but and he's certainly one of the well, him and Ian are the obviously 100% listeners of the no. um, this, this week in ITFC history, of course. Which, ITFC clan, which will start up again soon, Dave. I will ping you some games, week. yeah. And that, now I found my headphones and everything, and I'm back from Amsterdam. I think we're all systems go on on that one, definitely. All right, lovely stuff. Right, I think that's it. You can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Bloom, and if you still have any interest in any championship nonsense, I still. Um, talk about that. And I'll be at Milton Keynes versus AFC Wimbledon this Saturday lunchtime. And can I report that Milton Keynes is the closest ground in England to a Wagamama? They have literally just built one across the road, you know, on that. Um, so it's, I know, like, for some reason, lots of people don't like Milton Keynes um, as a club. But in terms of um, my pre or post match eating rituals, then. May well be my favourite place. I mean, Milton Keynes and Wimbledon's always a bit lively as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, I hope so. It'll probably be nil-nil, but um, there you go. Um, thank you, everybody, and huge apologies. We, um, like Dave said, this is like podcast number three hundred and thirteen, and we haven't had many um, hit and misses like that one was at the weekend. And then because of the transfer deadline, and then the game on the Tuesday, and these three guys were all going, and then Richard wasn't around on Wednesday, and Mikey was working, etc., etc. Um, this is what we've done. We will be back next midweek, um, pre Donny, and we'll figure that out. So, Dave, thank you for your patience this week. Joe, thank no you as ever for your brilliant insight, and a big welcome back to the renegade stat man and we look forward Enjoyed to it. thank you those history shows thank you everybody for listening who wants the last word dave dave say crap well i say crap but what i would say to joe <laughs> joe there's another pie going monday night mate i'm your man It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.